0: Hi, this is Kylie Gable. Welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am joined today by Lindsay Hawthorne, who is going to be doing her first uh, full-length narration on this show, so it just seemed like a natural time to interview her. Hi, Lindsay.
1: Hey, how's it going? (laughs) It's going real
0: good. It's going real good. I'm really excited about this audio you did. Um... I played a clip last week from the Sissy House Rules, and I thought you did a great job on that. Um, You know, I actually heard those the first time from the point of view of a submissive learning what my responsibilities were, and... (laughs) Uh, you know, so they're they're personal. But when you said like remove that nasty body hair, the way you said nasty was just that's sent a, a, a chill up my spine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little reminder from a blast from the past.
0: Yeah, but just I mean, there was just such this nice, you know, disdain that was in your voice. and you know, <laughs> it really was. Um, so, um, a little bit about you. I know you, you can sound like, you know, you can sound like a teenager without, without missing a beat, but you're a little older than that. Can
1: you, can you give us a little background? Yeah, I'm in my twenties and I'm a grad student and I was actually a sorority girl an undergraduate. So I had lots of fun. Uh, feminizing frat boys and stuff in my younger years. Before I knew what a sissy actually like, before I knew the the term sissy, and so it's just so fitting that you know now I have a whole bunch of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, you're gonna love you're gonna love doing narration because I, I do a lot of sorority, a lot of sorority stories. It's just it's just the nature of the beast, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So.
0: <laughs> So there, so you, you've got experience. You, you, you've done some of the stuff of the stories, which is always, always a bonus, you know.
1: Yes. <laughs> so what was
0: your what was your favorite part about about feminizing the frat boys? And by the way, feminizing the frat boys is probably going to be the title of a book very, very shortly. I like the way that sounds.
1: my favorite part was definitely um running through our closets and having them try on our different outfits because we would always have like a a fashion show essentially in the sorority house before they were let out of the house um and so that was my favorite part and we did that a lot like thinking back on it it happened a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you you said two words there that 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 come to mind the first one was fashion show which yes that's a sissy must but then the second (laughs) thing you said was let out of the house (laughs) now we're starting to sound like one of my stories um so by let out of the house i'm i'm taking it then that these weren't completely voluntary fashion shows
1: um i mean it may or may not have been a part of rush week if you know (laughs) anything about rush week with fraternities and sororities oh yeah yeah. <laughs> it uh, was, you know, um, what's the word? Not involuntary, but um highly encouraged to be there. How about I, that? encouraged. <laughs> really right.
0: There was one college I know in the East, and I came upon this, um, you know, because, you know, once I discovered this was a kink of mine, of course, I tried to find every example of it I could. And I know, I saw on, like, some Greek board, there was a fraternity in the Northeast, and Their guys that, you know, some of the girls on campus would basically feminize the guys. And then they would blindfold them and take them by car. And when the blindfolds were removed, they found they were standing on top of cafeteria tables (laughs) in a girls college that was like 50 miles away.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) I have a feeling they don't do that anymore, but... That was kind of an interesting idea.
1: (laughs) Sorority girls really do have some of the most best and evil ideas. It's true. I
0: believe you. (laughs) So one of the things that I absolutely loved that you did, um, I, you know, I've mentioned this before. I use Shayla as an example all the time because she's done so many audios for me. When we started out, um, Shayla's first audio was a little rough and then she kept getting better and better and better. And sometimes I have to remember that the people that I have doing audios have a variety of, of experience, you know. And just because, you know, I know you do for your audios, you do them the ones that you record yourself, a lot of that is just improv.
1: Yes, all of mine are improv, that's true.
0: You know, and so it's a totally different skill when you're reading somebody else's words.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, so... You actually re-recorded the entire audio, and the first one was pretty good. I was I was happy with it, but the second one is so much better.
1: Yay!
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I mean, because I I'm I can tell I'm gonna love working with you because you got a great work ethic, and I mean you put you're put in the extra work on that. Um, I I know you have the awkward um, you know I I said this before it was like the reverse of me. You had that awkward moment of trying to sound like a guy on the audio.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. It was a really silly feeling trying to make my lips move. I don't know, like a guy's voice would. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, yeah. And like I said, I've been on the exact opposite side of that, except you probably didn't get spanked when you mixed up, messed up, but, but otherwise,
1: That's
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, and it's it's important. And I mean every single person who's narrated for me usually winds up having to do that. And they all the guys always sound kinda dumb. But I don't mean dumb as in they, they're they're they they're they're sound stupid. I mean they're dumb as in they don't sound too bright. And mm-hmm. um then I think about what the guys do in my stories. Yeah <laughs> I'm like, well maybe that's appropriate, you know.
1: Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. They're usually a little silly, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, one thing, like, that, you know, I picked up both from my own experience and from talking to other sissies who've been through it, we always think we're in control for about six or seven times as long as we're actually in control. hmm You know, my... <laughs> My favorite was, I always felt that I just had to say very clearly, okay, that's it. You had your fun. We're done. And I would, you know, have my deep voice for that. And after Mm -hmm. about the fifth or sixth time, when the girls heard the deep voice, the natural response was generally laughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) come on.
0: Okay, okay, I won't wear the dress. Okay, I will wear the dress, but I want you to wear the shoes. Okay, I'll wear the shoes, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) so the story that you did for us is actually one of my newer ones um it's called slumber party nightmare and it's based on a cover that i did like oh five years ago and never did a book for and one of the tricky things is okay slumber parties are just a natural feminization place it's you know it really is. But I wanted a story where the characters were naturally, you know, over 18. And so I came up with the idea of an older brother comes back home, you know, from college, and his sister and all her friends are having a, a slumber party. It's kind of their last big fling before um, before summer. Or not before summer, before going back to college. And so he winds up. He, has, he expects he has big plans, they all fall through, and he winds up stuck in the house with these crazy, silly, giggling girls. And what would you say happens from there? Pretty much chaos, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, pure mayhem, but it's super fun for them, for the girls. <laughs> for
0: the girls, yeah, that's that's usually how my stories go. They're, they're very for, fun for the girls, and, and sometimes for the guys, but not always. <laughs> he actually he actually lucks out a little bit. I mean, it's not a totally upsetting ending, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm very curious to see what would happen to him, especially. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Lindsay does just an excellent job with the story, and as always, I'm gonna play a, a pretty short clip, and uh, well, not real short, probably about a 25 minute clip, and then if you want the complete story, um, you can find it at clips for sale. I'll have a link to Lindsay's website. It'll be up there eventually. I'll probably put it on I Want Clips, too, but it'll premiere on Clips for Sale. And um, this particular story, um, you're getting a good part of it, but as always, you're, you're not getting the best part. So um, I hope you enjoy it, and thank you so much for being a guest today, Lindsay.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. All
0: right. And hopefully this is the first of many, many audios you do for us.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm super excited about this. (laughs) Oh, come on, said Nikki. Just your hands. Do you know how hard it is to tie somebody up? You'll be out in a few seconds. I don't know, said Doug apprehensively. What are you, chicken? asked Morgan, mockingly. What do we even have that you could tie me up with? asked Doug. "'Dad has to have something in the basement,' said Morgan, getting up and scurrying down the basement stairs. A couple of minutes later, she returned with two short pieces of rope. One was six feet long, and the other was about three feet long. "'Okay, Flora, here you go,' said Morgan, tossing her friend the rope. "'What do you need him to do?' asked Nikki. "'Lie down on your stomach, Doug.' ordered Flora. Doug felt incredibly foolish, but he did what the pretty girl told him to do. At least it beat being alone in his room. What the girls knew and Doug was about to learn painfully was that Flora had moved from Texas and she had done the rodeo and she could rope and ride quite well. Are you scared Asked Becky? Nah, I'll get out of this, said Doug confidently. Even as Doug was answering, Flora was snaking the rope around his wrists. She very quickly and securely cinched the loops she had made before she was done. Doug was already getting second thoughts. I think that's it, said Flora as she securely knotted off the rope where Doug would never be able to reach it let alone untie it. The girls watched Doug attempt to slip out of the bonds. At first, he was relaxed, but soon he was downright frantic. He was flopping all around on the floor as if it would help. (laughs) What's wrong? asked Kara. You look like you're really struggling. Okay, very funny, said Doug. Somebody let me out. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't part of the deal, said Nikki. Fine. I'll go get a knife, said Doug. He was just about to get up when his feet were pulled out from under him. Flora soon had his ankles bound, just as securely as his hands had been. Hey, that wasn't part of the dare, protested Doug. No. "'That was just a bonus,' said Flora. "'Let's continue the game,' said Nikki. "'Okay, truth or dare,' said Becky. "'You're incredibly turned on right now, Doug.' "'It's not my turn, and I'm not turned on by any of this,' protested Doug. "'If he lies, does that mean he has to do the dare?' asked Kara. "'I'm not lying,' shouted Doug. "'Okay, my question is for Nikki,' said Morgan. "'Go ahead,' said Nikki. "'Was this your plan all along to get Doug to quit bothering us?' "'It worked, didn't it?' said Nikki. "'It worked great,' said Flora. "'I'm just happy I could play a part in it.'" Doug's bonds soon turned into a hog tie, and after a gag was applied... Doug made a very comfortable headrest for Nikki, Flora, and Kara. Doug struggled against the rope holding him, but soon he exhausted himself. Morgan, your brother makes an excellent headrest, said Kara. I'm sure he does, said Morgan. I think I like him quiet like this. I was thinking we might have some more fun with him, said Flora. What do you have in mind? asked Nikki. Well, I was thinking, what's a sleepover without a makeover party? asked Flora. Oh, I like how you think, said Morgan. Are you suggesting that we give Doug a makeover? asked Becky. I could get behind that. I bet he'd be very pretty, said Nicky. Let's do it. Let's get him up in a sitting position, said Kara. It'll be much easier to do his makeup that way. We can drag him into the bathroom and do his makeup in there, suggested Morgan. If we're going to haul him in there, do you think we could borrow a few razors? Asked Nicky. Oh, this sounds promising, said Morgan. Doug started screaming frantically into his own t-shirt, which had been shoved into his mouth as a gag. The resulting low moan only made the girls laugh harder. Flora untied the hog tie and then untied Doug's ankles. As an afterthought she tied a foot-long hobble between his two ankles. It wouldn't do to have their prisoner running away from them. With Kara and Flora each grabbing one of the frightened college boy's arms, they led him into the bathroom where Morgan busied herself getting things prepared. Doug cursed himself for wearing shorts. Having already removed his shirt, There was nothing standing between the girls and shaving about 90% of his body hair. Now listen, Doug warned Nikki, you can try to fight us if you want, but you're very securely tied and you're going to lose. Not only that, but we're going to be shaving you. I don't need to tell you what will happen if you make any sudden movements when sharp razors are touching your skin. The girls could scarcely believe how fun this whole thing was turning out. They looked as Doug pathetically nodded, acknowledging his warning from Nikki, and then they went to work. Reading her mom's supplies as well as her own, Morgan had managed to acquire four disposable razors, And a can of sweet smelling women's shaving cream. Soon, the girls had completely denuded Doug. He can only sigh in disbelief when Kara ran her finger up Doug's leg and declared, Silky smooth. Morgan, your brother has better legs than I do, declared Becky. Very pretty agreed flora since you got all the fun doing the shaving can i at least do his makeup pleaded morgan sure knock yourself out said nikki the only problem is the gag is gonna have to come out to do his makeup said flora how do we keep him quiet said becky leave that to me said Kara as she approached doug Kara was known as the sweet one So it completely took Doug by surprise when she reached into his shorts and grabbed his balls. Her fingernails dug into his ball sack and Doug winced in pain. Doug, we're going to take your gag off, but you're still going to be tied up if you resist at all. And I mean at all then I'm going to be wearing your balls as earrings. Do you think you can stop me from ripping them off? You're helpless right now, except to decide if you're going to take your punishment like a man or like a little bitch. Nod if you understand. The girls were shocked to see this kind of aggressive behavior from their friend. Doug nodded his head. He had never seen Kara speak this way before, and it absolutely terrified him into compliance. Soon the gag was removed, but Doug sat quietly. "'Why are you doing this?' asked Doug as he watched Morgan sort out her makeup. "'Because it's fun.' said Morgan. If you didn't want to be our sissy doll, you should have kept your promise. I don't want any of this, said Doug. (laughs) That's what makes it more fun for me, laughed Morgan. She's right, agreed Nikki. It's not that what you want doesn't matter. Knowing you don't want any of this makes it so much more fun. How does that make you feel? Terrible, said Doug, humiliated. The next half hour was full of new sensations for Doug. He felt the coolness of Morgan's touch as she smoothed liquid foundation onto his face, the almost ticklish sensation of the soft makeup brush as she applied a setting powder over the liquid the streaky application of a bright rose blush to his cheekbones. The smell and feelings were all so powerful, so very feminine. The girls gushed and cheered as Morgan began to give Doug alluring, smoky eyes. It was so much more fun to make him over for an evening look rather than a less glamorous daytime makeover. Morgan was quite happy with her work, especially because she knew this utterly feminine appearance disturbed Doug. In fact, for her, so much fun in this came from forcing her older brother to do something he resisted so vehemently. She wondered if there was a part of him that enjoyed what they were doing, but it didn't matter. She was in charge of him now for the first time in her life, and that's what mattered. "'We're almost done, princess,' teased Morgan. The other girls couldn't help laughing, even if her teasing was a bit immature. "'Don't call me that,' demanded Doug. "'Is that really necessary?' "'Necessary?' "'Probably not,' replied Morgan." but it sure is fun." "'For you, maybe,' spat Doug. "'For all of us,' interjected Becky. "'Voila!' declared Morgan. "'Our princess is finished.' "'You did amazing, Morgan,' said Kara. "'I don't suppose you have a wig,' said Nikki. "'I'm afraid not,' replied Morgan. Too bad, said Nikki. His hair is almost long enough to style. Oh, you could totally give him a sassy bob, said Flora. Then do it, suggested Morgan. No, Doug exclaimed. We can't cut his hair, said Becky. You know he'd be so pissed, and it's not like he could just take it off. So, replied Nikki. He's out of school for four months. By the time he gets back, his hair will have grown out. Until then, he can wear a hat or something. Okay, Becky, said Morgan. Make him look beautiful. Nikki brought a chair into the bathroom. They wanted to tie him in a way where they had access to his fingers and toes while giving Becky access to his hair. After Flora retied him, just as securely as into the armchair, the girls had something of an assembly line going. As Becky went to work on giving Doug an asymmetrical bob hairstyle, Flora and Kara painted his finger and toenails bright red. Pink may have been more girly, but bright red would show up better in the pictures they were planning to take. As this was going on, Morgan and Nikki worked together to pluck and shape Doug's eyebrows. Aren't you supposed to do this before the makeup? asked Nikki. I didn't know we were going to go this wild, replied Morgan. I figured he's going to have the hairstyle, what's a couple of eyebrows? The girls kept Doug from seeing his reflection. Partly because they wanted to see the expression on his face when he was totally made over. But also because they were making some serious changes to his appearance and didn't know how he'd react. When the girls were done, Doug could tell that they were thrilled with how things went. "'You are so precious, princess,' said Nikki." You're like all those movies where they take the plain girl and give her a makeover and then she's a knockout. So pretty, agreed Becky. Doug struggled futilely against the bonds, holding him down to the chair. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. He'd already been untied when they moved him to the chair and five girls were just too many for him to overpower and get away from. I bet I have a few outfits he'd look great in, said Morgan. Nikki's closer to his size, said Becky. Yeah, but Morgan's clothes are here and mine aren't, replied Nikki. It's okay, said Morgan. I also have access to my mom's stuff if we want to go retro, and my older sister is, like, exactly the same size, and has some very trashy clothes. My mom and her used to fight like cats and dogs about some of her outfits when she was in high school. Now that sounds perfect, said Becky. It does, doesn't it? Agreed Morgan. <laughs> Only problem is, there's no way you will get a dress on me when you may have tied me to a chair and the moment you untie me, I'm going to fight like a wounded badger to stop from, to stop you from putting anything on me, Doug said. He's right, said Flora. It's not going to be easy to get a dress on him if he's fighting us. Come on, cooperate. This will go a lot easier, said Nikki, as she grabbed her phone and pointed the camera at Doug. You look amazing. And it would be a real shame not to document this transformation, said Nikki. No, I don't want anybody to see this, protested Doug. I'm sure you don't, said Flora. That's why you're going to cooperate with us, right? Come on, this is crazy. You've cut my hair and you... Right, repeated Flora loudly. Okay, fine, said Doug. After all the girls had taken pictures with their cameras to make sure that Doug couldn't get out of things by just grabbing Nikki's camera, they untied him. He was now much more compliant. They escorted him to Morgan's room, where she had already begun laying out her clothes, and was now in search of their oldest sister's best outfits as well. We'll turn our heads while you're putting on your panties, but if you fight us, we're all going to get a good look at you when we force you into them. Now change, demanded Nikki as she tossed Doug a pink lace pair of panties. Trembling, he did as he was told. Next, she tossed him a matching bra, but he was clueless on how to put it on himself. Eventually, Kara got tired of waiting and put it on him. As soon as she was finished, they all took a whole lot more pictures. Okay, putting on pantyhose is tricky, said Becky, as she took a pair from Morgan's bed and stretched them out with her hands, a bit before handing them to Doug. Hold them with the toe facing forward. Tags need to be at the back. Doug did as he was told and looked up at Becky, awaiting further directions. Starting on the left side, hold the waist of the pantyhose and gently bunch the leg, gathering the fabric until you can just stick your foot inside. As Doug complied, Becky continued, "'Now point your toe and slip your foot inside the hose.' Put your whole foot inside and arrange the bottom of the tights foot so that the seam at the toe runs across the tip of your toes. Make sure the foot part fits nicely around your toe and heel. Wow, Doug, you're a natural at this, teased Kara as she watched Doug do exactly as Becky was telling him. Are you sure you haven't done this before, Doug? Flora? No, never. Well, you're doing great, assured Becky. Keep your thumbs inside pointed downward. You might need to stretch the opening a bit to make sure your foot slides inside without catching on the fabric. Pointing your toe will help prevent your toenail from snagging the pantyhose. If you get a run, you're going to regret it warned Nikki. Now stretch the material and unroll it up your leg, above your knee, about mid-thigh. Now you got a little bunched, so make sure you straighten it out, said Nikki. Like this? asked Doug as he straightened out the leg. That's perfect, said Becky. Now do the other one on your own. Doug repeated the steps that Becky had shown him, Soon, he had both of his legs encased in the hosiery up to the middle of his thighs. Pull up the pantyhose further until the waistband is positioned around your waist, instructed Becky. A bit higher. When Doug was finished, she was beaming with pride. Good job! No runs! Congratulations, sissy! You're wearing pantyhose! said Morgan, arriving with an armload of outfits from her mother and sister's closets. Doug blushed profusely. Hasn't this gone on long enough? Not a chance, said Nikki. We're going to make you model all of those outfits. We expect you to look like you're having fun as you model and pose for our phones. Bullshit. Suit yourself, said Kara. You were so focused on pulling up your pantyhose that you may not have noticed I recorded the whole thing. I've now got a five-minute video of you in full makeup, body clean shaven, wearing a bra and panties, and pulling on your pantyhose. Do you think some pictures of you in a dress is really going to be more damaging than that? No, sighed Doug. Then play with your breasts through your bra, ordered Nikki. What? Do it now, commanded Nikki more firmly.
0: Okay, that was a reading of part of Slumber Party Nightmare by Lindsay Hawthorne. Um, I hope you enjoyed her reading. It's great to have some new people um, doing some readings, but I also love um, our veterans, so supposedly, I have not seen it yet, but um, Shayla has completed uh, a story called Reunion, not to be confused with Summer Reunion, and she's hard at work uh, completing the uh, college stories of my freshman year called College Changes a Guy. Um, Somebody I'm hoping might have been a listener just bought like the first five recordings and I promise you the rest are on the way very soon. Um, Jen Davis just completed an audio and she's in the process of editing it called Spanked into Skirts, which is perfect for her. And I have some short audios too. Um, Lindsay is getting, Lindsay already has from me uh, a story pretty short, probably about 10 minutes called Thanks Brianna, which kind of goes back to some of the sorority stuff that she mentioned on the interview today. So there's a lot of great stuff coming out this year. I'm really, really excited about it and um, I shouldn't say this year, this season, and I'm really, really excited about it, and I, and I hope you'll be here for all of it. Um, I'm trying to get a bunch of different voices and trying to um, have them doing stuff that really feels like it's in their wheelhouse. Again, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or just, man, your podcast sucks, then you can always get a hold of me at KylieGable at Yahoo.com. I really appreciate it. I, I, I learn a lot from when I, you know, what I, what you tell me, and I've gotten a lot of great feedback. So we'll be back next week. It might be Jen. It might be Shayla. It might be someone completely different. I don't know yet, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So be back next Monday for another podcast. Thanks.